This episode was first aired during spring 2019 on Radio DePaul. Welcome to Global Talks and Tunes. I've noticed that the religion classes that offered at DePaul, it's like mainly to like to fulfill the religion requirement that many of us have. Uh-huh. And those classes are very like holistic, aren't they? Because I've taken one religion class so far and it's uh-huh. very like it touches all the religions. Yeah. And it keeps you informed about different things mm-hmm. depending on the topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yes. they're very interesting. And I feel like because DePaul is uh, technically it's a Catholic university, mm-hmm. I feel like they don't want that to to become a problem or an issue for some of the students that it's kind of like, oh, I'm taking a, a, a world religion class, but the professor is, cre- is clearly biased towards Catholic religion. Yeah. I don't feel that it's that way. I feel like they they know how to give the class mm-hmm. without getting very problematic about some of the subjects. You know, like they, yeah. they give a class to whatever student might be interested, regardless of race and religion and nationality for that matter. And is your professor a priest? He is a priest. Is he, a he doesn't. Priest? He doesn't look like a priest, though. He dresses with like with um a, a shirt and like a tie. Okay, but is he a Catholic priest or? Yes, he's a Catholic. I think he's a Catholic priest. I'm pretty sure. Okay, now, you know now that we're diving kind of into like the religion, uh, pres- like line for some reason, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, let's talk about how uh, it's different in like back home and like over here, like when it comes mm-hmm. to the church and mass and mm-hmm. rituals and that kind of stuff. Okay. Because I feel like it's very different for every different country. Yes. And and actually, now that you're mentioning that, I kind of like want to touch on the subject that Ramadan is starting soon. <laughs> yes. And I know that some of a, a lot of Nepal students are Muslim. They're going to be um, they're going to be partaking into, you know, the Ramadan traditions. Yeah. And I feel like it must be so hard for them just because like they, they still have to go to class and they still have to do all of these assignments and it's midterms and... And they still have to also leave their religion, you know? Also, just to clarify for anyone who does not know what Ramadan is, Ramadan is observed by Muslims worldwide. It's as a month of fasting to commemorate the first mm-hmm. revelation of the Quran to the Prophet Muhammad, according to Islamic belief. So these the folks for 30 days, I believe, right? They yes. fast and they do... They, they, they pray more. They pray more. They're more spiritual. Yes. And it's a very like... It's like Lent for Catholics. But legit, <laughs> yeah, it's like Lent for Catholics for the next level. Next level, exactly. That's exactly what it is, and mm-hmm. like, and Lent also just got over for us, so um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, we just finished, and they're starting, and they're starting. Yeah, yes, and you know, um, I was reading at the the the, the right now, mm-hmm. actually, while we were waiting for a show to start. Yeah, that a lot of uh, Muslim um, students were worried about halal food options. Yeah. at on campus because they don't know it's Hardwell's. Like they they cannot know for sure that it's it's halal, halal or not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, many students. I mean, because because we have such a big Muslim population at DePaul, like they mm-hmm. are, you don't see them around, but you know that that they're there, like you know, lingering around. And we also have the Muslim Life Center at the Student Center. Mm-hmm. Their their uh, work at DePaul is also pretty evident. Like they have a lot of uh, organizations and yes, they're very campaigns. active. They're yes. very active. I believe we also have a Muslim show or like some kind of ethnic show at Radio DePaul mm-hmm. that they play Sufi music. So if anyone's interested, go check out our website. What does Sufi music mean? Sufi music is, in my way of defining it, would be spiritual music. Okay. Music that's supposed to kind of give you a sense of a transcendental state. It's supposed to okay. take you to a different state. Okay. Um, I can actually pull up some examples and I can we can play it. Um, for a couple of seconds? For a couple of seconds. That would be nice. Uh, let me see what I can find. Okay. In the meantime, tell me what are some of the differences that you have encountered with uh, living your religion here and back home. 
Okay, first of all, the, the biggest thing what I encountered was mass was so different. Really? Yeah. Um, so I'll scrape through the surface when I say that, you know, the choir is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can't even like, at least St. Vincent de Paul Church, it's more like an opera thing yes. going on. Yes, like, oh, yes, yes, yes. The Lord is us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm horrible. Um, but, and, and back home, it's all like we all sing together, you know, we go uh-huh. like, Jesus is the way. <laughs> da, 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 da. Mother Mary, mm-hmm. like it's like that. <laughs> and over here, it's like you can't really sing along because if you do sing along, you would go <laughs> like it's it's not it's it's it, not. <laughs> it's only for professional singers, not mortals like us. Yes, and I feel like that's kind of limiting because when you sing a song, you're praising, you're engaging in worship, mm-hmm. and when you're not singing it you're not doing anything mm-hmm. so and these kind of songs limit you you know mm-hmm. so I wish uh, that you know American masses kind of yes. you know had that community singing thing going on mm-hmm. um, but that's what I, that's what I really uh, noticed the first thing that I noticed when I came here okay you should tell someone in the campus Catholic, Catholic ministry, ministry yes be like I, so <laughs> <laughs> at least for student mass yeah, like, let's all sing together. Mm-hmm. I, in Mexico, it's also the same. So I'm also Catholic, and yeah. um, right now here in the US, I don't go to to mass as much because yeah. you know it's in English and it's kind of like uh, I don't know, it's different, right? But then back home, people you, people sing and there's it's very lively music, and you're in, actually encouraged to clap. Uh huh. And okay. to be like, nah, 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 yeah. you know, like, you have to clap and um. Sometimes they give you like stuff to wave back and forth. Yeah, you told me about that. Is yeah. that for Palm Sunday? Yes, they give you a palm and you have to like wave your palm <laughs> back and forth. And it's it's definitely much more lively. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about that is that you don't fall asleep because sometimes you're, <laughs> you're sleepy. Not to be not to be rude, but sometimes especially you're when sleepy. the priest goes on and on. Oh my god! Normally he takes it to a different level. Yes, but you know what problem we have in Mexico that we don't have here? What? It's so hot in the church. Yes, it's crazy hot. Like when you, when I was younger, it would be very common for having someone faint. Oh, oh. like a little kid, or you know, some yeah. people fainting, and it will it will like we will stop the mass and be like, someone call the ambulance, you know, and it will be a chaos, and they mm-hmm. will take the kid out, and after that, it will be like, okay, resuming the mass. But then, would it be like, is your church like open or is it like closed? How would how would your church be? Like, is it like I mean, like a normal church? Like, how how would we have a Saint Vincent de Paul? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because when you said fainting, like growing up in Dubai. Oh my God. (laughs) Dubai, as we all know, is a hot country. Uh, I mean, hot city, but the country itself is really hot, UAE. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember for the big masses like Christmas, Easter, we would have the long, long masses. Oh my God. And we we have one main church in Dubai. It's called St. Mary's. Okay. Mm -hmm. In that church, all the Christians, all the Catholics come to that one specific church to attend Mass. And the entire church, it's not even like our, our grounds are filled. Like you're not inside the church. You're, you're outside on the ground sitting because there's no place to be inside the church. So people on the grounds around would actually be there in the hot heat. Like obviously it will, the, the Mass would take place at night or depending for, depending on when you're going. But the long wait and sitting outside in that heat My God. would make people faint. I remember there was this one incident where a woman fainted actually and like they got the you know the, the ambulance and something like that. Mm-hmm. And like speaking about that, it just reminded me of Dubai <laughs> and like mass over there because it's, it's a Muslim country and like 
Christians and all that, you know, they're the, um, the immigrants or mm-hmm. I wouldn't say immigrants, but like the people expats, over there. expats, they're all minorities mm-hmm. and everyone goes to this one church. Yeah, you don't need that many churches. You only need one. one. But then it does get full, it that one church. Full and like full <laughs> of like Sri Lankans, Indians, <laughs> um, like Iranians, Lebanese people. I don't even know what, what what the case is right now, but I'm pretty sure it's more diverse than, than it was before. I, I think 90% of it was all Indian Catholics then. Now I'm pretty sure it's different. Um, but on that note, let's take a listen to a Sufi song. Let's see what you guys think about it. Right, so that song, the little snippet that we had there was from the movie called Jodha Akbar. It's a very famous movie in India. It's one of my favorites as well. Um, but that movie kind of shows the love and the development of love between a Hindu princess mm-hmm. and a Muslim king. Okay. And they get married and, you know, they're like, try- they, you know, they're trying to develop their... <laughs> it's, it's a very <laughs> the, the relationship. Movie. The relationship, yes. Got the word out of my mouth. But yeah, it's a very beautiful uh, movie and it's very visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about a lot of um, Indian movies, like Bollywood movies. I yeah. think that the the ones that are historical or like are taken in, in like in past times. Like, yeah, yeah. They are so visually pleasing because you have like the beautiful clothing and the beautiful, I don't know if you call them castles. and Yeah, the forts, I would say the fort. Like, is know? it a fort? I would say it's a fort. A fort is like military though. It's uh, not like a king doesn't live in the fort. I don't know. I mean, because wh- I mean, but how do you call pala- palaces? So when you call palace, them palace, yeah, palace, a castle. Castle would be like a British thing to say. I, right? I was saying exactly <laughs> castle. You can only think like the typical, yeah, like European group. Yeah, white. I'm kidding. I think a palace would be the accurate word to say for that. Definitely. But yeah, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's beautifully made and directed, then it's just like a treat for mm-hmm. you to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the actress in the movie is Ashwarya Rai, <gasps> who has won Miss World. Oh my God. And then the actor is Rithik Roshan, who's also a nice little yummy snack. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashwarya Rai, she's the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my life. I'm obsessed with her. I know you've told me that you and your sister Monica... You guys used to obsess over her as kids, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll just be like, oh my God, look at her. She's beautiful. Especially because in Mexico, green eyes are just something, you know? Yeah. Like, if you have, like, it doesn't matter how you look. If you have green eyes, Mm -hmm. you're already a 10 or an 11. If you have blue eyes, oh my God. Your life is made (laughs) for you. You... You know, you said something and I had something to say to that and I completely forgot. But it was a very, very good point And I just cannot remember. Blue eyes. Uh, something before that. Um, Aishwarya Rai. She has, oh, oh what? I remember. Okay, Aishwarya Rai is from Mangalore in India. Mm-hmm. And my family's from that from Mangalore. Oh, so bragging, wanna, bragging, bragging. Just, brag just being that. like, that's where <laughs> beauty is from. Just so you know where I'm from. Exactly. I mean, think about it. She's like Indian, but she has like blue eyes. And my family, as you guys uh-huh. know. Damina, what color are your eyes? My just eyes are pretty brown. <laughs> I love my eyes. But you know, my colored eyes run in my family. Uh, um, me, mine too. But you're Mexican, so we don't have colored eyes. Your mom has pretty colored eyes. That's why it's Your so mom's weird. Eyes are beautiful. I know. My mom, like my mom, is it's weird. It's like the weird one because she has um, 
blue eyes and not just blue eyes she has like very very Torch eyes very sky blue eyes almost yeah. white and my dad has brown eyes and guess whose genes i inherited <laughs> daddy yeah <laughs> rafael so, oh, yes rafael <laughs> rafael <laughs> The coming few episodes will feature students who are studying at DePaul University in the English as a Second Language program. I was contacted by their professor who wanted to give them exposure about talking about their experiences studying in the United States. Join me and Adriana as we try to break down their experiences as non-native speakers. Don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms at Demita Menezes to stay updated with this podcast.